back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Talking with Representative Ron Weinberg, he represents Colorado's 51st District, which is up near Loveland. You can follow him on Twitter and you want to. You want to get to know this guy, go to Rep Weinberg on Twitter. So x.com backslash Rep Weinberg. You can follow him there. So uh, you listen to the governor's state of the state. Obviously, there's a lot of things we didn't like about it. We've covered that. If you missed any of those episodes, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. You can listen there. Did you hear anything you liked? There's only one thing I liked, which was retain Tabor and lower taxes in the state of Colorado. Um, that was the, the only thing that was stated. I, and if you go back to listening to it, and please, if you are out there, I, I apologize for even giving you that job of duty. Uh, but the towards the end, I'm pretty sure it was mentioned like four to seven times, lower taxes in the state of Colorado, because that is why we are get, we're getting overtaxed by the government, and that's why we're receiving Tabor refunds. So uh, that was literally the only thing that I could I could stand stand for for the speech. And, and to be quite frank, again, not one person in the chamber besides 19 Republicans stood up and responded in favor of that uh, that notion. So let's talk about that dynamic because it's very unique. You have a governor who is uh, self-made. He's very wealthy. He was successful as a businessman. And you have the entire Democratic leftist establishment that believes that the government should solve all of our problems. So ergo, it needs as much money as humanly possible in order to do that. So how does that dynamic work from watching their front row seat, state capital? How does the governor, Jared Pulse, work with his own party wanting to cut taxes? So it, it confuses me, too, because it just shows additionally that there's conflict within the party, right? It's, that's the immediate. There is um, rational and irrational. <laughs> that's what it points out. The, the Proposition HH did not pass, was on the ballot, did not pass by a big margin. Do you think Jared Polis kind of has a better grasp on the voter of Colorado? I mean, well, but he did promote HH, but then he's, no, he's clearly calling for a, a, a tax decrease and tax cuts. Do you think he understands the voters of Colorado better than uh, kind of the, the leftist Democrats down at the state capitol? You know that's a hard that's a hard one to answer because it's I don't think you can understand the voter when you're going as far as promoting violations to constitutional right, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. So, right. you know, I, it's that no, I don't. I think they're all detached and. <laughs> Uh, it's such a unique dynamic. It, it, Colorado is a very funny little state in many ways because it's a socially libertarian state, which for most of its history meant that it leaned right, right? We went for Bush in the early 2000s. Um, then the kind of social libertarian attitude has been, in my mind, co-opted by this kind of drug use idea of, of you know commercialized marijuana and now psychedelics. And so the Democrats, which 
are in that camp have kind of taken Colorado in that direction. But it's a fascinating dynamic to see Colorado be incredibly fiscally conservative when it comes to taxpayer bill of rights and and cutting taxes. And I talked to John Caldera one time when he gets his cut uh, sales tax or income tax onto the ballot, he doesn't even have to promote it. He doesn't spend any money on his ballot initiatives because he knows that the voters of Colorado will just read it and go, yeah, I don't want to pay as much in taxes. So you have that dynamic. But then at the same time, the people they put in charge, the voters of Colorado put down at the state capitol are some of the craziest Marxist progressives, big governments that you can imagine. I mean, like cut from San Francisco lunacy. And we put them into power down at the state capitol. It's a very unique dynamic. All right, we've got... um, few minutes left in this final segment. Representative Weinberg, you are a lawmaker. You are a statesman. You have ideas and vision on how to improve the state, and you are allocated a certain number of bills to be able to introduce. What is your vision, your personal vision for the agenda you're going to drive from your office down at the state capitol this week, this year? Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity for that one. It's um, the one thing that it you know, I, I try to bring down to the state house is the representation of my district and my, and my people in the district, all all of them. And how I've pretty much constructed my bills at this point moving into this new session is with the opinion, the idea, and the knowledge of constituents within House District 51, which is who I represent. And and the city, it's technically the city of Loveland with a with Campion and Unincorporated. So they have spoken, they've given me ideas for bills. And I'm going to be running uh, scrutiny on terrorist organizations that sit on the Secretary of State watch list. Uh, I'm working with uh, the Secretary of State here in Colorado to come up with a way to be able to scrutinize if the government of China decides to build any type of or purchase any type of land next to military um, establishments in our state. That's one. I'm trying to put school choice into the Constitution of Colorado. Uh, <clears throat> again, an uphill battle. I'm I'm literally fighting for our police officers. My sheriff has uh, given me a bill about PTSD, uh, so public safety. Um, I've I've got th- those are my priorities. Really, is is making sure that our law enforcement, first, second, third responders, uh, get protected. With, with their ideas, not mine, and um, kind of homeland security because clearly the federal government is not not taking that on. That's a very big issue, um, especially in this state. We've got a strong military population, important military bases around here. So I could see Colorado absolutely being a target for nefarious state actors that need to be addressed. I'm glad you're doing that. For those of us that are uh, barely making it, and, uh, you know, I, I've said this before on this show, most of my friends are working two or three jobs right now. I, uh, Joe Biden is like, I got 14 million jobs I created. I was like, yeah, that's because most of my friends are working two or three just to try to get by. Is there any relief? And I don't even know if this is the government's role. But I tell you, the people of Colorado sure are frustrated with the high cost of everything these new taxes that are going to be coming, the property. I'm, I'm terrified to see what my new property tax assessment is going to look like. When it comes to the wallets of the people of Colorado, is there any plan, Republican, Democrat, that's going to help them 
this this session? So right now, you know, the the so-called hero of the session is going to be the the person that comes up with a property assessment uh, bill. I have two of them that are still in the works, but again, I'm I'm not going to be given the chance to introduce good legislation, obviously, just because we're in re-election zones right now and and Democrats want to retain their supermajority. So they're going to play politics with it. Uh, my county, the county of Larimer, has actually put a pause on all the tax assessments right now because they're hoping either local control communities are going to you know, fix the problem or they're going to wait for the legislation to come up with a bill, which you, you sure as bet know that they're going to. Now, as to what that is, we're going to find out. Representative Frizzell and Representative Byrd, who's a Democrat, mind you, Representative Byrd, but she's brilliant. They, she sits on the Joint Budget Committee and is actually really smart and aware of issues like this. So they're working on something uh, jointly, I know. So expect something to come down the pipe uh, because it is an election year. Uh, it's kind of to our advantage and the taxpayer advantage right now because guess what happens during an election year? The gas prices go down. Your groceries go down. They're definitely not going to reintroduce grocery bags, in case you were wondering. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, things. I I think there is a hope on the simple premise of the election year, and then hopefully in 2024 we can find some more support on the conservative nature in, in the House of Representatives and the Senate, and start kind of turning these things around and provide proper relief, which is the taxes are too high. Uh, you can look forward to 800 right. $800 check per person per uh, household taxpayer because of overtaxation from your government. Uh, but that's not serious relief, obviously. Yeah. And um, I, w- I would just tell you and your listeners, be patient. I think things are coming down the pipe. And, uh, be optimistic. Don't give up the battle. And you know, God, God is good. Representative Ron Weinberg, follow him on Twitter at Rep Weinberg, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. He represents District 51 in Colorado, an emerging quality statesman, which our state really needs. I really appreciate you being on the show, brother. Thanks so much. Hey, I appreciate you very much, my my brother, and if there's anything you need, and I love being on your show. Continue fighting, man. You're doing a great job. I uh, appreciate that. Shows, By the way, uh, the other day we raised a million dollars at Colorado Christian University for United Hatzalah. I just was on the phone with them today, including one of their founders, and uh, we're looking at maybe putting a trip together, uh, going back over to Israel. And so, uh, Representative Weinberg, we'd love to have you be a part of that. Hey, I have a lot of family in Israel. I've got a lot of friends in Israel, and I'll I'll show you I'll show you the real the real Jewish culture and. They would embrace you with open arms, and I would absolutely be very interested in that. That would be awesome. We'll have a lot of fun. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's Frontier Freedom Hour. If you missed any of it, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. All of this is sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. That is Colorado Christian University's public policy think tank, advocating for faith, family, and freedom. Hey, next week... We are sending 40 students to the National March for Life in Washington, D.C., and we need your support. If you could visit centennial.ccu.edu, help fund these students so we can raise up the next generation of pro-life leaders, we would sure appreciate it. Michael Arpaio, thank you, brother. Thank you to KNUS for hosting us. God bless you. We'll see you next time.